morning, campers. <laughs> He's back. Hey, guys, I'm back. He's back. Woo. Molly's up on the couch. It's a nice day out. <laughs> I'm not watching Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, his jujitsu. What's he doing? Taking jujitsu. He's learning how to fall. Ah, maybe he should quit playing football. Yeah, I mean, dude, <laughs> I saw your hands move in a way that they should not. Like, don't these guys see? You know what? Like, ninety percent of the time, you read about an athlete dying in their thirties. He's always played football. Yeah, usually. I mean, there was like literally only one basketball player, and it was Len Bias, and that was because <laughs> he was a cocaine over. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, don't do coke and then run really fast because that's how that uh, that's how Ted Ted Demi died. Oh, was that the, the, the director? The director, yeah. Wasn't he was playing basketball? Yeah, he was playing basketball. He was playing that's basketball, right. and he dropped dead because you know you you, you gotta like yeah like I remember I knew a guy once who was like, dude, I did so much blow last night. Then I went to the gym and I couldn't stop running on the treadmill because I was like so high still. Right. And I was just like, dude, get a better hobby <laughs> because, um, I, you know, um, that just doesn't sound good. I don't even like like taking her on a long walk after a night of like drinking White Claws. <laughs> it's I, I hung over like to going on a long walk. I fucking hate it. It's the worst. No, I know. I'm so glad I'm potting because like I am so brutally hungover today. Oh, really? Yeah, because oh, yeah, I well, it wasn't white claws. I was just pounding <laughs> um, a Topo Chico hard seltzers last night. Oh, and there's what was so? Are those stronger? I don't know if they're stronger. I mean, like you know, I don't know why I'm into them because they're really gross. Like, I, but for some reason, I feel like I'm cool if I'm drinking Topo Chico. It was just a whole, it was like a whole thing yesterday where, you know, it's like I, I've been, been very healthy, exercising. I know this is a shocker to most of you listeners. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and I was like, I worked out yesterday and I was like going through my whole day and I was like, yeah, I feel great. But the day just got like shittier from like noon on. And it was just sort of became this thing where I was just like, there's just no way I'm not going to drink tonight. And there's also, <laughs> not only is there no way I'm not going to drink, there's also no way I'm going to stop like at the nor- at a normal like rate that I'm just going to go. <laughs> Wait, why did it get so shitty? Uh, you know, like. I'm trying to think yesterday. Well, no, it was yesterday was just like a series of irritating conversations mm. that I had with fellow screenwriters. Ah. Uh, yeah, you know. Are you I, guys talking third act or <laughs> what, what third act problems? <laughs> talking secrets. <laughs> what character has a secret and uh, what's the switch? Talking Chekhov's gun. <laughs> Where does the fentanyl patch end up if you introduce it on page four? Um, no, it was more. No, I was just like I was just sort of reminded. You know, it was funny. Um, I was just. It, it was like reminded me of many conversations that you and I have had, like not on pods, just in general about like how writers are really just losers in Hollywood. Like yeah, we are a like, bit. like we're like the lowest of the and low. No, I was talking about it last week. You're, but you're the most important part. Yeah. I mean, you are, but I mean, no one has a job without us. I, well, yeah, you would think unless you're a writer director. I, yeah, I guess. But so, you know, for, for our, for our, um, you know, eager listeners out there who are really into what what's going on out here in Tinseltown. You know, the Writers Guild, of which uh, Phil and I are yeah. pr- are proud card carrying <laughs> members, are are staring down the barrel of a work stoppage. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go on strike, and so yesterday. 
you know, and I'm supposed to go back uh, and work for the Evil Empire Netflix. Uh, I was supposed mm. to start on May 1st for Outer Banks. For Outer Banks, uh-huh. season four. You know, I'm looking. You know, I'm looking forward to that because no one wants to pay you for pitches these days. Like everyone just attaches themselves to your pitch, and they're like, "Then we're gonna go sell it." Uh-huh. So I'm like, "I need, I need some dough." Just got back from uh, Hawaii. Yeah, you and, did. Oh yeah. I'm gonna move. Well, at the end of this ramble that we're gonna have, I'm gonna talk to everyone about why I'm leaving America and going to live there. Oh, interesting. I, okay. I, that's my goal. But anyway, so the long and the short of it is, I had this conversation, and so like I was talking to like. I was talking to like one guy who's a real old hand, one of my best friends. He's like sort of like he's been in the business for a long time. And he was like, I woke up this morning and I thought this is going to be the most catastrophic work stoppage in the history of Hollywood. And Mm. I was like, oh, okay." I was like, that's a bummer. But I was like sort of like and he was like really down about everything and like writers have no power and we're fucked and the streamers are going to crush us and the strike is going to be terrible for everybody. And so, but I was like trying to be like happy go lucky. I'm like, well, I've heard there's only a 60, 40 chance that we're going to strike. But I was, and I was really, but then I talked. Well, not the poll that I got yesterday. It's like a 98 two split, but it's oh, going to. Oh, you, well, right. You will know. I heard it was like 60, the, like I heard from like internal stuff. Well, again, everybody know. that's the other <laughs> annoying thing. Campers is that like every fucking asshole in Hollywood from your agent to your other writer knows somebody who knows something. Mm, yeah. Well, like it's like secret the, information. It's like, well, let's just get a movie real quick. Uh, speaking of movies, uh, <laughs> I gotta get one. Yeah, come on. I was waiting. I'm, I need some Sam Neill. <laughs> oh, Night Visitor. Never heard of it. But that oh, looks like Elliot wow. Gould. Yeah, who was that? Yeah, I, I look like Elliot Gould. Wow, you know. Go give me like a late seventies, eighties Gould. Oh, great! This looks aw- this looks fantastic, actually. Yep, girl. That's the thing. Girl, horror movie. Girl in a jean jacket in an eighties movie. That's always like. That's a common, that's just a common, like, character trait. Girl in the yeah, jean jacket. Yeah, so was apparently, you know, if you weren't hanging all of your laundry to dry in your backyard, you had a <laughs> lot of dangly things, like a lot of wind chimes. This is like an artist's backyard, like wind chimes for added, that look like bones, actually. Night Visitor. What a great, what a, what a great fucking movie title. Yeah, very good, because I'm so, and I'm completely um, Intrigued. Okay, woman's looking into a dark house. That's a great point. There's oh, and there are there were a lot of great kill scenes from uh, that t- took place in the backyard where laundry's hanging. Like that's oh, where yeah. Michael Myers is always, standing. Michael Myers was always in the always always <laughs> right. silhouetted in like a white sheet, and everyone always had like a lot of like large square linens that they had to dry and all white. It's yeah, like always, doesn't it, you don't realize how dirty those. Yeah, no, like, I know, no stains, and 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 it, and it was always a very breezy day too. And the killer just oh my oh, god the visitor got her oh, uh, pulled right through the window that'd be great if it was just a a quick yank and you can tell it's a dummy getting <laughs> yanked through the window like at the end of uh Friday, oh, what a cut. Now, wow night visitor is eating liver it looks I don't, like but he's also got a good looking cast iron skillet there oh look at these jokers <laughs> oh my god that's that's michael j pollard from bonnie and clyde he died <laughs> but he used to go he used to go to the bank of america this is why i love living in la that actor with the hat on he used to do all of his banking at the bank of america on wilshire down the street from where i live and he was literally friends with everybody he knew everybody i'd go in and i was like oh that's like michael j pollard and i remembered him from scrooged with bill murray oh yeah okay but this guy would come in like 
uh, like on the dot every Monday and he would just take out like a big wad of cash. And that was clearly like what he was going to live on that week. Those were just, those were his night visitor residuals. Clearly, (laughs) I Uh, mean, the poor guy's dead. He's probably just now seeing the residuals on comp because, whoa, they've got, I, wow. I loved that. They're the one, they're the night visitors, I guess. And they just pulled her in and then cut to like, it, then it turns into this like the Norman Lear sitcom. Like, yeah, these I two, know. Like, because the guy, the- yeah, because the guy in the orange <laughs> jumpsuit was the bad like bad bureaucrat in Beverly Hills Cop Two. Ooh, okay. I mean, this is very eighties. Um, uh, okay, so okay, so we got our movie Night Visitor comment. Love this. Um, all right, so yeah, so no, the writer strike's about to happen. Right. Um, so I had one conversation that was like real. This is like the, so the the the. the um, the moral of the story, this is when I decided I was going to start drinking hard yesterday. Was So after the first conversation, I was sort of like bummed because um, it was on that conversation where I was told that like my start date on Outer Banks was not happening on the date that I had hoped for and anticipated, May 1st. Because at the, at the worst case scenario, I was like, okay, I'll do May 1st. We'll... We'll, we'll, we'll strike on May 2nd, but I'll still get paid for that whole week. That's sort of how my thinking was. But then, but I was like, but I was sort of like still upbeat and I was not, I had not fully committed to alcoholism yet. But then I had a second conversation with a coworker. I had to relay the news to her that we weren't going back. And she's like my work wife, wonderful writer, lover. And usually when I talk to her, she gets me like, all Les Miserables student, like I'm going to be in the streets burning things down, mm. gung ho. But while I was talking to her, um, I was listening. She was like, she was like, we're the WGA, and and we're really, you know, we're you know, we're really. And I and I was listening to her, and I and I wanted very hard to believe what she was saying, but then I realized in the middle of that conversation, I was like, one, I'm getting fucking wasted as soon as I hang up, <laughs> and two. Everything she's saying is wrong. Like, we're just writers. I mean, if, like, William Faulkner was dragged out here, stuck into a cubby, treated like shit, um, like, we're not any, we're not any different. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to, like, strike? Oh, and then we'll strike again. Yeah. We'll I mean, another like, one. Like, you know, and, like, you know, we're not going to, I don't know. I was just, like, I, 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 I hung up that phone conversation being, like, I don't even know, like, you know, I get, I love my, I guess I love being a part of a union, but at the same time, I was, like, I don't know really, we don't really have, I, I mean, literally, it left me in a very dark place, because I literally hung up, and I was, like, I understand, like, I understand now why people would vote for Donald Trump, because I thought, because mm. in that moment, I was, like, maybe I'll vote for him. Ooh. Just because. Third act, third act twist. Third act <laughs> twist. No one saw this one coming. Was basically because, like, I was, like. I just, you know, sometimes you just get this place where you just like, I got to burn the whole thing down because it's like, yeah, we're writers. We're, there are only 10,000 of us. Maybe we'll stop this thing, but I don't, you know, maybe we'll get what we want, but I, I, will we? No. And I feel like, like, I feel like all these executives, see executives love directors and they love actors. Oh yeah. And they're abused by both. They so, really are. Yeah. So they really, so the executives feel the urge, I think, to take out all of their masochists, like all of like the, like they're masochists. And so I feel like they have to take out all their, their anger at being treated so badly by these people. They want to have love them actors, directors on writers. No, I mean, well, again, like I said, we're the most, nothing exists without us, but the movie doesn't exist without the directors and the actors. So it's, it's, I think it's just the nature of this. This industry is just fucking weird. It is like that. Yeah. That's what it is. You're a, when like you're a writer, you write movies, 
but like, it, like if you wrote a book, like you're the star. That's your book. That's what people read. No one wait. No one's waiting in line to read a screenplay. Yeah, They're waiting no, in know. line to see Doctor Strange or fucking you know uh, Lady Bird. Like yeah, no one's go, no it. one's going to the New Beverly to see my girlfriend, my my, my the hitman's bodyguard's wife. Because <laughs> Phil and Brandon Murphy wrote yeah, it, no, they're going no, to see yeah. it because Selma Hayek is in. Yeah, right, right, right. Like I had to remind myself that you guys wrote it when I bought the movie ticket for no, it. No, I, like, I was like, I'm going to go see that for Sammy, Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds because I, I like that. No, I'm kidding, but I, but I mean, sometimes you get that. But I literally because I was literally. And like the conviction, which my, and you know, I, I love my coworker. When you listen to this, this is all told out of love, but you did, you did literally kill my liver last night. And I blame you for that. So how, wait, how many Topo Chico's did you throw down? Uh, four Topo Chico's and then, then what? Okay. Two, two, like two mat. And then I was at my neighbor's house. So two massive, massive, when I say massive folks, like massive vodka Red Bulls. Ah. Oh, that's a lot of sugar. I know. So Ooh. bad. No. And by the way, like Red Bulls are so bad because it brought me back to when we did the, the dipes peeing uh, experiment. <laughs> did you pee your pants? You well, no, <laughs> no. But when I did, when I drink Red Bull, I have to wake up like five times in the oh, night to go course. piss. It's right. like even worse. It's like worse than like when you when I used to do cocaine. When I used to do cocaine, <laughs> I would I would I, I would I, I think in my mind like psychologically I thought I had to pee, so I kept getting up to go pee, but I didn't have to. That was just like cocaine like wrecking the synapses. But with Red Bull, you really have to pee, and like I well you wake up like three or four times. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I think Red Bull is worse than cocaine. I haven't had a Red Bull in since like nineteen. 19- 99 when it was like kind of new on the scene i was like this shit's great yeah i, I literally and that like i feel like your fucking heart's gonna explode no it's so bad no I, that's things. how i feel like today i'm like why does my chest hurt i'm like oh because i had two vodka red bulls not from all the not from all the chest reps i was doing at the gym it was <laughs> definitely from the red bull and then to top it all off as i was like staggering around my kitchen with like one light on sort of like uh, michael mckean and uh uh Better call Saul. Um, I was like, "Oh, look what I found in the freezer! Like an old uh, Fireball mini bottle ah. shot." There's a lot of sugar last night. Lot, if you had just cut it off after those four topos, you'd fucking you could have run a marathon today. I'm sh- no, you'd be I, feeling I, I, great. Totally, four point five percent alcohol volume. That's why that's all one. I drink anymore. Gluten free S- seltzers. Gluten free. <laughs> Which makes me I want to talk about a new sponsor. Who <laughs> <laughs> like, we got? Who we got? Yeah, White Claw. Um, no, those. Hard seltzers are the best. I mean, like they don't fill you up like beer. No, not at all. I've never, like, I've never gotten. I've, I've, there's been nights where I've put down like ten of those things. You're never throwing up is not never even like on the radar. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's an impressive. Like, well, I mean, your own what, case. you know, when poker night gets <laughs> over here, it gets a little, it gets pretty wild <laughs> with the white claws. But like, I've never like been like, oh, I got to throw. Like, never, no, I've never thrown up. No, I even listen, and I gotta say, like, uh, like again, the Topo Chico, like the the Topo Chico's. Good carbonation, so it's like nice and bubbly, Great which is why I like it. But uh, the but the 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 the, uh, the flavors are not like they have like a uh, I think they call it like prickly pineapple flavor. It's not that great. That one <laughs> that one sort of sticks with you for a little bit. But again, by the time I hit the Topo Chicos, like. I like well like actually I think I got I, I am hungover. I mixed up my drinking. So basically I went over to my neighbor's house after the phone call, had the two monster vodka Red Bulls. Like, and he's your neighbor a writer? No, uh-huh. he's a production he's a production designer. Oh, okay. 
But he's he's worried, you know. He was again. Again, everyone he doesn't have a job without us. No, I know. He no was like, does. no. He was like, I, he got a pilot in. He was supposed to start. He's supposed to start something on in June. Well, he's more. Listen, talking to non-writers is the best about it because they're like, <laughs> they're like, they're like, they support you, and at the same time, they're like, it's not going to happen. And they also don't have a friend who's who's got a percentage number. Uh-huh. Like every production designer. Or boom operator friends of my, these are my friends, my friends in the industry. None of them, they're all like, you know, get your shit together and fucking make a deal. Cause, you know, like, and you're like, yeah, that, I, I want that to happen. I have a fucking job right now. And it's like, I don't want to go on strike. It'd be one thing if I was like just fucking pitching and all this shit. But then when you're like, oh, I'm gonna go on strike. And I'm willingly going to not get paid for something that I shouldn't be getting paid for anyway. This just seems fucking insane to me. Yeah, no, it's, um, well, I mean, I just, I just had a script option and my deal just yeah, closed. Like, so well, I can't, I'm, I'm going to be getting, so it sucks for all you guys yeah. out there. <laughs> they, Sorry. They go, Listen, you got your strike fund money coming in. <laughs> so I'm going to be sitting here getting, to get, getting paid to write. Uh, cause that's the thing. Like if, if you sign contracts before the strike, yeah, you, you get do, that, you get that money, I, you can work. I, yeah. So. I did that, that the last strike that my first, my first professional job, was the last strike, 2007, 2008, closed before the strike. And that's all I did during the strike. So I was like, no, I'm not, I don't, I didn't show. And I wasn't, and that like, I don't like, it, and it was the next job that I finally got invited to join at WGA. So I was like, I, I just outed myself as a potential scab because I took a job prior to the strike and worked on it while all these guys were striking for a hundred fucking days. I mean, I, I think what Brandon and I, I think, I think there was, when was the last, there was like a mini strike. Wasn't there in like 20, 14 or 13. I don't know. Like we were supposed to go pick it and we were like, miss me. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause I think, cause I do, cause we had signed our contracts before and it's like, oh, man, I'm working. Yeah. Miss me on the, I mean the picket lines. I mean, good. I mean, look, I mean, again, even though I voted yes to strike because it's, because it's true. It, it, we, we do get shit on, but it, it's just, it, again, it, it's just part of the complexities of, of the job of a screenwriter. Like you, it, it, it doesn't exist without you, but at the same time, like it's just, it, they're movies. They're not yeah, books. No, I listen again. Look, this will look. I mean, again, I think that my friend who was saying it was catastrophic is, is that, I mean, like the directors could go, they could go next, you know, mm, but, there's, uh, but, then, but then this producer who was like, I'm doing a show with, and he was basically like, let's get this pitch done by the end of the week. Cause you might go on strike a week after that. And I want to start being able to talk about it, talk about it and, you know, start moving it forward. And you're like, okay, I'll, I'll work really hard for the next couple of days. Get this, you get you these pages. But he goes to me, he goes, well, and I was like, do you think the directors are going to go? Do you think this is going to, and then you think the actors will join? And he goes, well, the difference is, is that those guys can get sued like immediately sued by who? I guess the, the studios. If you stop directing, if you like, I guess I don't, I, I didn't because again, like take me back to Hawaii because I was in, <laughs> I was on a fucking volcanic rock in the middle of the Pacific and I've never felt more peace in life. Cause I was not, like, not every, everything was like, well, what do you think? Did you vote yes on the strike authorization? What do you, how do you feel about? And I'm like, I don't I don't understand numbers. First of all, that's why I'm in Hollywood in the first place. <laughs> like, I don't understand how residuals work. I also happen to like be a member of a union that makes me write like codes for every fucking thing. They know how much I make, but yet they still make me have to fill out a form 
explaining my earnings. Oh, like yeah, oh, like dues declarations. Yeah, dues declarations. That's the most complicated. You know, like when you know, I, like I'm also a card carrying member of SAG-AFTRA. Oh yeah, you are. But those right. guys send you a bill. Like they're just like, here, this is what you owe, and you're like, oh okay. I have no idea how you calculated this number, but okay. I kn- no, I know because I did that yesterday, and I yeah, no, it is it is sort of complex. It's just like, how do you like? No, it's like an annoying process. Anytime I had to pay dues, I'm just like, oh, I got to go into the fucking portal. Yeah, it's, it's a, very complicated. You got to be. It's got to be like, uh, what was the step? And I'm just like, it's a residual, but the residual's not bad. Yeah, so I'm like, no, I guess it's, I'm just going to put polish. Right, and they the have like is, letter you can codes put a, You too. can put anything. You can write that you may. You can write that the title was The Godfather <laughs> Part Two. They don't give a shit. That's what Brandon would always say. He'd be like, dude, it doesn't matter what the check date is. They just want their money. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> it doesn't but matter I, at all. I know, but again, but but they do know how much. You know, they know because of the percentage of what whoever your boss is pays into our pension and health. So they know exactly what you made because that's also a fixed percentage of your of the, on top of your whatever your check is. So they already know. Yeah, I swear again. Even our own union wants to torture us because they don't like that we're writers. So they're like, let's make this really <laughs> fucking hard for them. Give them like different letter codes for what kind of script you're writing. Neither I think this is, is this like a long goodbye? Like, is he like Philip Marlowe in this? I don't, like I, I don't know, but I did just see a rattlesnake <laughs> in the night visitor house. One kid's got a shotgun. But then Elliot Gould, and you can see like old Elliot Gould is starting to uh, <laughs> starting to show rears. Like, look at that beard. Oh, yeah, like, no. look at the gray that's coming. In. He's just he's not. He was the coolest dude in every seventies movie he's, he was in. Yeah, he. Re- I know and he's clearly 80s, slumming it here. He's really just like he needed a. Ch- well, I think he must have been getting a divorce from Barbara Streisand when he made this. Oh, were they married? I think. Well, yeah, uh, they have a kid. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, now we're back down to look at this early eighties torture. Oh man, but is he even gonna do it? I don't I bet he doesn't even do it. But how did these two get linked up? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Uh oh, wow. Elliot Gould de- when Elliot Gould was making this movie, he was definitely like, listen, you're gonna get one take. He was just he was so fucking cool in the seven Jesus. These dudes are freaks. <laughs> they literally look like just two they look like an old like gay Miami Beach couple. These, these yeah, two I guys know. seriously, here. the guy but was then wearing they got, an like, orange a satanic jumpsuit. fucking worship room. They're they're about to electrocute that jean jacketed girl downstairs. Like these guys are these guys are weirdos. Wow. It's really amazing to think back about like the satanic panic <laughs> and like how weird symbols like the upside down star really like Struck. Oh my oh. god, it's a goat. Oh, and there's the other, there's the orange <laughs> jumpsuit bad guy driving, talking to himself, and he's wearing a suit. Oh, I love looking at these old LA movies from the 80s because I, they, I, I, they're all in Hancock Park. So the, many yeah, of them. So many the, of them. Yeah, or the valley. And you also know, like, everything's so green and clean. Yeah, it really I yeah, mean, like, I mean, LA in the 80s really was like Dream City. I mean, nowadays, like, I wrote a movie. Um, that I might 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 be coming together, um, and it's set in LA. But we're like basically like the producers are like we're going to shoot it in Georgia. For oh, of course. Of and I'm just like really. I'm like I'm. There's like specific. There's specific Hollywood, like places named in the script. Like and there was like specific. I mean, even with your help, this was the um, how do you get into Beverly Park uh, uh, yeah, script to go, to go see Eddie Murphy. To go see Eddie Murphy, and um, and they were like, yeah, we're going to come back to LA for like five days. And then we'll shoot those things. I'm like, oh, okay. 
like I had really hoped, <laughs> I really hoped that we could do this in LA. Yeah, trying to substitute another city for Beverly Hills—that's tricky. No, I, not, I know. <laughs> like, no, but I think the Beverly—I think that's what they're planning. I think they're going to do the Beverly Park. If, well, first of all, I don't think Beverly Park will let us in, <laughs> but um, I wouldn't. But um, oh, wait a minute—a chainsaw. Oh, now he's got a chainsaw and a shotgun. Uh oh. This uh, guy. This ought to be a good fight. Yeah, yeah. You would think take- this young dude would be able to take him out. Oh, here he comes. Yeah, but remember, he worships Satan, so he's got yeah, satanic powers. That's true. Uh, you know, you know the, but the thing is, if we've learned it, going back to the strike real quick, like the people are like, I know this guy that knows the best boy grip on this that said, like, <laughs> the strike's going to happen and then we're fucked. But then it's the same shit that happened with COVID, where it's like, my uncle knows the janitor at yeah, the who CDC died. who said that we're going to be under lockdown for 12 years. Yeah, and it's like, well, yeah. I, hey, I saw tanks. I heard martial law is going to happen. And the more we get removed from COVID, Man, did we overreact a little bit? A, li- a, a little, little bit? bit. I think. I think a lot. <laughs> yeah, like, a little, like, like, just a little bit. No, no. Like, I was again because I'm, I'm in this like dark mode in my life these days where I was like, I was in a sugarfish, and I was at the at the bar at Sugarfish, and I was, I was, I was bragging and I will brag on Camp Cooper. I was so I'm like, there's no fucking way I got any fucking booster shots. I got my, I got my vaccine. Never got a booster, and then and I feel great because I didn't because I don't think I'm literally I, I, like uh, yeah I and I was one of the worst. I mean, like if you recall, like I was uh, I was like our COVID I was like a COVID reporter when we were doing our first remote oh, pods. Yeah. But you totally could have been coming over. <laughs> I know. I mean, you just you could have. No, in retrospect, I should. Why did I even leave LA? I mean, yeah, like because right, right. like literally like not. I mean, like look, I got COVID a year ago in April. It sucked. I, I was I was really sick, but it, I feel like it's disappeared from our collective conscience because, again, like people die every day for like a myriad of reasons, um, and, and and COVID just happens to be one of them. But it doesn't feel like I mean, again, like it doesn't feel. I know one person who was really badly affected by it. Everyone else who's got it was like, boy, I was really fucking sick, but now I'm fine. Yeah. No, not so, like the people who say like it was a hoax. It's like, no, it's a thing. <laughs> like no. it's out there. But I mean, I I'm walking, it. I'm walking her outside with a mask on. Like I'm, we're afraid to see anybody like, okay, I can understand like sporting events canceled. Like, cool. I get that. Whatever. Big crowds like that. Sure. But like, for as long as it was, I was like, oh man, man, like, so, so that's why it's never, it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. No, I so get, like, no, so I like, I don't, right. I so like, I right. don't, even though like, I, like, I get it when you haven't been through something, you're a little bit, you're like, oh wow. Okay. Like maybe we should do this. But so the strike, like, I just like, look, and I could be wrong, but like, I feel like that last one really fucked shit up. Like that was like in 2007, it was like for four months. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah I, that was I, really I just bad. feel like no one ever wants Especially with movies coming back from COVID, and movies are crushing right now. Dude, going to the so, movies is one of my favorite things, and my kids are into it. Like we, I mean, I went to Super Mario back. Brothers. I mean, they're, they're back, back. yeah. Co- the AM, the like, AMC, Top Gun, Maverick, Mario, all, all, all the horror movies crushing. The food is really good. Dungeons and Dragons was fucking great. <laughs> right. I mean, it was hilarious. So I, mean, I, I don't Chris, think anybody truly wants it to happen again. So I, I, I'm, I'm optimistic that they'll strike a deal. And even if they don't, and there is a strike, I like, I think they'll, I think they'll get it together. 
I, listen, I, I, if I, I well, listen. I'm again before I spoke again before I spoke to my my work wife. I was feeling exactly like you were, and I wasn't going to drink alcohol. It was when I spoke to like the revolutionary, who was like, <laughs> who had like an inflated, who had an inflated belief in the WGA as like a powerful entity that could really. She was literally because she literally goes, well, I don't know why we wouldn't go back because like if we went back for one day and then we then we went on strike, like Netflix would be so upset. And I'm like, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't give a fuck. Like, they're ready for this. So, like, I don't know. What, I mean, like, yes. She's like, you're, you're. She's like, you're selling writers short. I'm like, yes, I am because I am a writer. I sell myself short every fucking day. Like, give me a break. <laughs> like, we're not. We are not. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like, there's like five or six writers who truly. And I'm not saying what we do doesn't matter or whatever. Or is it? But it's just like at the end of the day, dude, we're just fucking writing TV show. Mm, like, right. everyone. I mean, it's not about you or me. It's about like the people who are watching it. And, and, and anyway, so I'm just like, but that's how I feel about COVID too. I mean, and I think, and I, you know, but I was feeling, I, I was feeling a beat before I talked to her because I feel like you do where it's like, like, first of all, LA can't afford a work stoppage. Do you know how many people, more people will become homeless? Oh, I mean, the yeah, cost of living right. here has gotten so <laughs> insane. Right. Like I went to Hawaii this year and like usually when I've gone to Hawaii in the past, you're like, holy shit, that's fucking expensive. You know, you're shocked by the price, the ticket price on everything in Hawaii. But I went to Hawaii this time and I was like, oh yeah, do to do like, you know, $9 for an avocado. No problem. Because mm. It's fucking 15 in LA. Yeah, seriously. Like, is that Woody Harrelson? <laughs> no, it might be his dad. Um, no, I, uh, I, I, Hawaii. Fuck, look at this dude with the like every guy. Like guys in the eighties and there's no, and there's no park like that in LA anymore. That looks this clean, and there's literally no uh, no tent cities. But who walks through a park with their shirt buttoned that far? <laughs> this dude, I would love to know who that girl is. I mean, it must be it must be his girlfriend. But oh, yeah, yeah, what park is that? Uh, the, you know what? You know what? I wish movies would bring back the the freeze frame ending shot. Oh yeah, right. No, totally. You don't see that anymore. But the credits just rolling up although we're not getting the credits we're, no we're no because like, comet's gonna shrink the screen and bring us our very next movie oh no there we got it we got a we got there wow i love comet by the way after the last so after good. the last uh, pod I, I i i got comet i mean the movies on this on this channel are incredible they're fantastic it brings you back to another time when when writers mattered <laughs> Yeah, but I, I can't tell if they ever did. They matter. They, again, well, they matter in TV, for well, sure. They're yeah, everything. Just, they com- matter in TV. They matter in books. They matter in comic books. Kind of comic books, because the guys that do the illustrations are the ones that yeah. really matter. But, no, they, they just... I, I've kind of accepted it, that I'm just a part of a, a bigger thing. And, you know, would I, does it suck Like does it suck that there was a lot of stuff that Brandon and I wrote in the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard that, that they improvised over? Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. But, like... But it's just like it, you're, it's out of my control, and like that when when I see that Writers Guild health insurance, I'm like, ah, it's tasty. It is tasty. No, <laughs> believe me. Listen, uh, for all, that's what I was trying to explain to 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 the to the to, to my work wife yesterday. Was like, I'm like, I'm like, I get what you're saying. Like, it's not fair. X, Y, Z. And, 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 the, and I understand the points and and all that shit. And I won't bore our listeners with it, but I will say. All that shit you're not getting is worth it when you pay fucking nothing for health insurance. And it's mm. a and it's like 
that's the whole, that's the great thing about WGA. And I have great, and it's like, I go see a lot of doctors and they're all in Beverly Hills and I don't pay a fucking cent. Yeah, seriously. I've gotten so many moles taken off. Oh my, my God. <laughs> I go to the dermatologist constantly and they're, they're constantly taking moles off. I got like literally like the day, the day I got like the two days before they realized it was COVID. I was like, Oh, I don't feel good at all. I can't really breathe. I went right over to the Bob Hope oh, yeah. on La Brea. There's like seven doctors in there. They're all fucking hilarious. They all want to talk like Hollywood, Hollywood bullshit with you. It's great. It really is like a curb your enthusiasm episode. And, and you go in there and you'll see like, oh, there's Michael Rappaport. Yeah. It's like, I wonder he, what he's in here for. Oh, there's the, there's the black guy from Swingers. I wonder what he's in here for. Yeah, dude, listen. And then there's pictures in the lobby. Like, so this is a health center, everybody. There's pictures in the lobby of like Humphrey Bogart, like smoking a cigarette. It's like, oh yeah, it's like this. Yeah, no, it's like, the, or like there's a picture of the groundbreaking of the, of the actual health center and everyone's smoking cigarettes. Right. Like They have up. pictures and headshots of like some of the most unhealthy people. Yeah, by the way, like, didn't Humphrey Brogart died of like severe lung cancer because the guy literally was attached to a cigarette. Um, but uh, no, listen, there's great, you know, the other great thing is, is you go to the, you know, as a member of the WGA, like they, they just reopened it again, closed for COVID, but they opened their little fucking, you know, coffee hangout in their headquarters over on, on third. Mm-hmm. And the dude that writes die, the dude who wrote die hard, what's Steven hell? D'Souza? I think so. Yeah. He is there. All the time, really? Yeah, he hangs out there. So, like, if you like, there was a time in my life when I was like, "Do I really want to do this?" And for some reason, going over to the, the uh, to the WG head headquarters and hanging out with Stephen D'Souza and listening to stories about fucking Die Hard, I was like, "You know what? Fuck it! I'm, yeah. I'm going to hang in here. I'm going to yeah. hang. I'm going to hang in because, like, that's his thing. You know, he's just you know, and he kind of like and he kind of like embraced like the fact that like. No one would ever really remember who wrote Die Hard. They're always gonna. It's always gonna be. It's course, always gonna be. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, it'll always be John McClane and and Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman and uh, you know, you even start to forget that John McTiernan directed it um, and he directed The Predator. He, he's got. He's got uh, a decent. He, direct, IMDb he directed page. the. Oh, it's it's exceptional. He directed uh, the remake of Thomas Crown Affair. Oh, that's right. Like which one is of the fucking best great. Remakes. Oh my god! Probably the best remake ever. Ever. Like, I mean that one really worked. I I argue I think that one's better than the original. Oh, for, I don't I don't love the original really. I, it's it, no, I it's watched and I was slow. like, eh. it was, I was bored. Yeah, no, and you like love it because you're like, oh, like everyone just got down for this one. Rene Russo gets naked, and I think Pierce you, don't, don't you, I think you might have a great like Bill Conti score. Pro, oh, no, and they a great do a, Nina Simone. Nina song. Simone, that's right. They do the, <laughs> they do Sinner Man at the end when literally Thomas Crown hires like fifty. Five thousand extras to dress up as the guy in the painting. That was one of the greatest moments. Like, like I watched that movie on an airplane going to Turkey, and like, it, that's a long flight. Oh, yeah. So I, so and the flight was at like seven p.m. So I fell asleep, and then you wake up, and it's like, let's see, you like you're over, like you know, you're over the Atlantic, and it's like maybe six in the morning. It's like, oh man, oh like oh the movie's starting. Oh, what is this? And it was that, and I was like, ah. Oh. This movie's fucking amazing. Close to just right into Istanbul. Yeah. <laughs> like that was the greatest flight I've ever been on. You were like Thomas Crown, dude. Because I just... I didn't know I I was at boarding school. I didn't. I, this was early internet. Like I was so detached from everything, so I didn't even know that movie existed. And I'm like, man, what is this? What is this I, listen, movie? I, listen, I'm a huge believer now, and I've and I've rewatched this quote now of David Bowie because for some reason it always pops up on my Twitter feed, which is like where he's like very prescient about how bad the internet's going to be. So. 
Flashback a couple weeks ago, one of the great fucking things about flying to Hawaii is they, you know, and they, and, and they only have now recently done this, where they're basically like, they don't even bother to sell internet on those flights anymore, because the longest flight over a body of water anywhere in the world. From LA to Hawaii? Yeah. Huh. It's a six hour flight. It's okay. a fuck, it's a hike. And again, you are... You are over. It's like one of those funny things. You know, when you take off from LAX, you take off over the ocean and you turn around. When you go to Hawaii, you just take nope. off and you just uh, keep going straight. Yeah. And it's like right. great. And so, but like, so on the flight, and for whatever reason, um, the the airline that I fly out there, they fly their fucking junkers. Uh, oh, alienated. Alienated. I, this has been one. I've done a pod to this movie. I think it was like three or four or five months ago. I think amazing um, movies presents. <laughs> like, why don't we like like seriously? That's a great title for a production company. Amazing movies. Like really now now good. everything's got to be like you know too like you know super hip like you know. Oh, I fucking hate production company yeah, like, titles. That. Yeah, it's like like like, 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 yeah, it's like bougie mantis or like you know something ridiculous. And you're like, what? It's just amazing Fred movies. Owen Ray. Who's this guy? Whoa. Speaking of John McTiernan, <laughs> it's the, in the file. The nice. The, here we go. In the far corner of the galaxy, a well-known rebel battalion ambushes the enemies of the great tyrant Ball. <laughs> a massacre ensues. Oof. Wow, a massacre ensues. Thousands of innocents perish, and the leader of the rebellion, Cole. <laughs> they're really into these. Uh, Ball was spelled B A A L. Cole is K-O-L Is captured and sentenced to die Today on a dark prison planet Where no man has ever escaped The commanding executioner Prepares to send his prisoner Straight to hell Star Wars Eat your heart out Yeah seriously Look at this set Look at this set this is probably over at uh, Red Studios over here in Coenga. <laughs> is probably where this set is. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, but um, okay, so flying to Hawaii. Okay, so they fly these junkers. There's no internet, right? And um, so your kids are start. My kids start fucking freaking out because they didn't download movies on their fucking iPads. Uh, and hey, dude, that's the Airwolf. Is it really? Yeah, that's what's that guy's name. He was a real anim- animale. Uh, like, this guy's makeup is not very good. <laughs> no, and I love he's this, like, old dude. Yeah. And how is this guy a threat? Yeah, that's this, Cole, that's this, Cole, apparently, and I guess that must be Ball. With this uh, puffy jacket that he's got on. <laughs> oh, um, man. Uh, this guy is. Uh, that, this guy. This, I wouldn't hire any of these guys to wash my car. None of them are threatening. Look <laughs> at that guy. So, oh, so we're flying. But what was great is like, so the, the, the airlines usually have like preloaded movies, and nothing worked. Everything failed. And oh, that sucks. No, actually, I see. But this is where I thought. Well, I mean, you, normally you would think you would, but like the like the flight attendants started playing games on the loudspeaker and everybody was like collectively engaged in like, yes, what was ostensibly very boring, mm-hmm. but at the same time we were all doing it. It was sort of like not every movie that you used to see on those long flights growing up was good. Like there was a few times where I was like, holy shit, Most this of is the, the time, fucking movie. When, especially when the TVs came down from the, from the ceiling and everybody was in to watch Holy Man. Yeah. Totally. Starring Eddie Murphy yeah, and like, Jeff oh, Goldblum. It's like, oh, wait, oh. that can't be all there there is. Yeah. But like that's why that Thomas Crown affair was such a special moment because like that was a that was a banger as people like to say right but you had <laughs> was to, like, no it was right. a banger but it, a banger but at the same time like that was so great about this fight is we all knew we were literally going to fucking paradise well literally. yeah that makes it easy but like but it was but it was but people didn't know how to like for like the first hour and a half like the amount of sighing and like oh what are we gonna of course, do oh, of course around you but then it started to dissipate and I was like yeah because I was like guys shut the fuck up like I mean, even to my kids like I didn't say tell them 
to shut the fuck up. But I was literally saying to them, they were like complaining. I was like, you know what? This is what it used to be like. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was a kid, I had to fly to California every summer to stay with my grandparents when my parents got a divorce. And you just sat on this giant fucking plane and usually you had to dress up. So like you're like nowadays, we just roll in and flip flops and sweats and that's just how you roll. And like, so relax, enjoy the flight, look out the window. Hope we don't go down because we're in the middle of the fucking ocean. Wow, that was like a real like Nick Nolte moment or like a nineties movie that you had. Like a real like nineties dad. <laughs> no, very, yeah, very, very listen. But I was like But I you know, but then like but I got everyone got extra snacks. We had some Bloody Marys and like and we landed and it was like a very long flight, but I sort of like was like Things are too easy. This is why. This is what you're. This is like why there's collective outrage. I think about COVID and everyone freaks out about COVID and everyone freaks out about the writers' strike. It all goes back to just we, fucking whatever. Just we Notre Dame. You know, like everybody had to like chime in when Notre Dame caught on fire. Yeah. Right. Everyone has to chime in with a story about COVID. Everybody yep. chimes in in Hollywood right now about the WGA strike because yeah. we got nothing else to do because we're not allowed to just sit with ourselves at all anymore. and just watch a movie on Comet. No, I know and talk about it on <laughs> microphone, like and pod about it. <laughs> no, it, it, it's true, and I'm just uh, holy shit. Wow. Is that Bruce McGill? No, oh, look at that mustache. This cast is <laughs> is incredible. <laughs> Dude, these guys were just, these guys were literally, they got parts right off of Hollywood Boulevard. They all, it, like, it almost, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's like, a, this guy looks like, I, I, like a stand-in, I like, and then, I think that's the woman who plays Jerry's girlfriend in Seinfeld when he won't take the, he won't eat the pizza because Poppy didn't wash his hands, or, oh, look yeah. at her, look at her fucking tits. <laughs> her yeah, look shirt. at that outfit, is that really, like, listen, the si- in the future, women are just going to wear bras. Shirts with holes cut where the, her breasts are, and she's got a red <laughs> sticking out. And this dude, this cast is amazing. This dude, is like a Cinemax movie. It really is. Look at those earrings. Literally, these guys raided the uh, the costumes that nobody wanted in Star Wars. This I was just, like definitely like on, this was definitely the stuff that like George Lucas was like, no, we're not going to use that. I just I just love the sexiness of this movie. <laughs> it's like so it's amazing. Or she kind of looks like PJ Souls actually. I think but it's that not is her. PJ Souls. Is it? I'm almost sure. And now that's definitely Airwolf. What's his name? Jean Michael Vincent. I, I think, think that is PJ Souls. And then it's this definitely PJ Souls. They were just like nobody, nobody, what oh, nobody under Souls? thirty-five in this movie. Yeah, clear. Uh, she's still. I thought she passed away, but she's still alive. She's married to someone. She was in Carrie, right? She was. Yeah, she Carrie, was the girl in Halloween. The, oh, the, she was she the babysitter in Halloween? She was. Uh, no, she was Jamie Lee Curtis's friend who just wants to fucking fuck. Oh, right. That's all she wants to do that's that right. night. That's right. Is fuck her boyfriend, Bob, or something. Then, oh, that's uh, hilarious. And then she was in Stripes, Rock and Roll High School. Oh, that's uh, right. She was in Stripes. That's where I recognize her from. It's Stripes. That is her in The Alienator. This is from 1990. Wow. Hey, this 1990. movie was made in 1990? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> they, this was literally like, they were literally like, I guess there hasn't been a Star Wars movie in a number of years. Maybe people forgot about it. But this, like this guy, they're they're like no, no like young hunky actor wanted to be in. They couldn't have gotten the guy from Night uh, Visitor <laughs> at the end with no buttons on his shirt to come in and. I think that guy. I think that guy went on to sell furniture in Encino after <laughs> Night Visitor because Night Visitor just didn't happen for him. Like, and he was like, you know, I'm I'm gonna go and do this other thing. Those are those are tough residuals when they come in. It's just like sixty five cents. Oh God. <laughs> 
I mean, nothing, nothing is better than like, I get a lot of residuals as an actor for the four or five movies I get, but man, they're just like 0.01. I was in this, I was, I wasn't like, I was in the movie, um, state of play with Russell Crowe and Ben Affleck. Um, I mean, they gave me a line. I was like an extra because my buddy was the second unit director and I get some residuals on that that are just like so depressing it's it's tough yeah like, no, it's, why, it's like, like why did why even send this just give it to fucking the homeless guy I know, this, this can't be good for the environment <laughs> you know what i mean like and by the way like 0.0, 0 and by and like so many people do that because that's another big thing on the internet people love to gram mm. their residuals with the catchy phrase uh, like gotta love my life oh jesus christ gotta love this business well no like see that's the <laughs> thing so okay so they so they you know like again like brandon and i like really restructured the the hitman's wife's bodyguard story and like a lot of like we helped like basically kind of make that morgan freeman character that character is gonna be black (laughs) um and uh and it's like oh man like that line didn't make it in like oh that one i did to make it in but it's like all right there's there's a lot of stuff in there but then like when you like somebody business like oh dude i was on an airplane and everyone was watching hitman's wife's blood bodyguard those are some tasty little residuals that kind of come in i was like whoa again i didn't know that was coming Listen, I am. I, so like, then you're just like, all right, is my job that bad? No, listen, some of these residuals <laughs> are. I, I mean, like, again, you know, um, residuals are fucking great. I mean, it is. It's like free money. You know, I mean, anything, 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 when you get it, when you get a residuals for like a couple grand, like, you know, or oh, higher, it's like, ah. you're like, I'm stoked. Yeah. You know, I mean, and like, uh, you know, you just, but you know, I, but again, listen, I get it. No, like the one thing that's very true in Hollywood is like everyone's unhappy, you know, because like you do stuff and no one's paid enough. And the well, co- just everybody moves out here to be a fucking to get their name on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and to hold that statue and to fucking <laughs> have the movie on the billboard. And, and I, I get it, and it's I very intoxicating. I came for the parties. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, here. no, then there's that, and then you know, rubbing elbows with celebrities. But like, I've reached a point where I'm just like, I, and I love it, and I, I'd like it for it to happen. But like, you just gotta, you gotta find something else. You gotta find Camp Good Boy. You gotta Camp find come hot on Camp Good Boy. Hey, listen, gotta find, listen, you gotta find other things. And I feel like there's a lot of people that just don't. Don't find that other thing. No, well, I always say, come for the fucking party, stay for the Korean barbecue. Like, <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, like, yeah. I mean, like, I will say, like, I'm always happy. I, look, the day, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking, you know, like uh, self-absorbed person some, a lot of the time, which is not good. But, you know, like I say, because like, I say things like, oh, my God, I got to go to Hawaii. I'm going to go live in Hawaii. But I'm, <laughs> you know, but I'm always happy to come back to L.A. Like the day I'm not happy to come back to L.A., I'll say at some point in my life, and maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. Maybe I will die here. I don't know. Um, uh, that I'm unhappy, where I say I don't want to go back to L.A. Or I'm really unhappy. Like, I, I, like every time I left, there was a lot of times early in my life early in my career and early living in LA where I left LA for long stretches of time. Um, cause I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? It was like, that I, was me I, with New York. You know, I was like in bad relationships or my roommate was moving out and I, you know, and I had no money. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 th- that's the thing that's, that's the thing that bums me out about LA now. It's like, I don't like the cost of like when I moved to LA, it was so great to have no money. I mean like the, the, like the extreme poverty was so like character building, not to sound, uh, I mean, not not to sound preachy, but you know, like literally like my roommate and I would have our power turned off (laughs) because we couldn't afford our fucking power bill. So you'd come home and like, 
everything on your in your apartment was off and we'd be like oh shit i squatted in new york oh god that's right i lived illegally like oh yeah jesus didn't you guys live in a fucking basement <laughs> brenda did i lived in a fucking lean-to pretty much <laughs> i mean it was it was fucking the that's best. hilarious yeah see i didn't it mean, is character yeah. building kind of like as opposed to like getting out of college and having some like job at enterprise rental car yeah like, no fucking, fuck that man i literally played beer literally, pong literally, on the I weekends came here, i was an assistant i mean it was fun being an assistant because the guy that I, you know, I came up in the assistant years where like verbal abuse, it was just like, it was just like, it was like the level of verbal abuse and you had, and there was no like HR to go to back then. You know, you, you like you, you, you either took the fucking abuse or you quit. You know, nowadays you, it's different now. You know, you like, you can't, you need like, and I guess it's better. I mean, but that was also can't, I mean, it was also character building when your boss when my boss at the time, who, who still works and is a fucking significant person, I will not name him, uh, <laughs> but you know he would get mad at me because he wanted the foam and his latte underneath the fucking thing, and it was like if I didn't get that right. By the way, foam rises. Like um, he would be like, "You're a fucking idiot," kind of thing, and uh-huh. I was like, "Okay," but he took it, and you would just get yelled at a lot, a lot by not just him, like by the people calling him too. I remember. Once I made a, I made a joke with the, an agent and the agent literally was like, and cause I thought she and I had had a rapport and then there and on the phone and then literally like I said something and sort of in jest like, Oh, sorry, we're switching this out for this, for her client. And she was quiet for a minute and then like literally launched into the nastiest like verbal tirade ever in my life. I was like shaken on the phone. Anyway, but like it was fun to be here because you were fucking poor. I was fucking poor. I was sharing a car. You could buy a bottle of wine at one of those um, shitty gas station places for like seven bucks. And that was like how you lived. You never went out. I, 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 the only time I was out in New York City, really, I mean, I went out a lot, but like it was because I was out doing stand up. But right. I mean, I had to like, I had to like, anytime I ran my credit card, I had to like pull my wallet out and like write, okay, I had to like be like, okay, minus $74. Oh, I had to yeah. really oh, be right. like, okay, and I got that much money. <laughs> it's, a, oh, look at that. Nice. Look at the alienator. Uh, that's the cold that's, open. Wow. That was a 30 minute cold <laughs> open. Holy shit. Uh, but they'll miss me on those people with like I the but those bosses, they're just fucking being assholes. Like that I need my coffee to have totally. it's like, dude, why don't you fucking make it if you why well, you're just a miserable piece of well, shit. Well listen, you're no, the, like uh, your assistant, I'm not a barista. Well no, it's because again, <laughs> but, but this is again because people are so serious take themselves and their jobs in Hollywood so seriously at PJ Soul. Yeah. But wow, like, and like sixth on the credit line. I know. She well, was the fucking the woman make, was in Halloween, bumped make, that up. Making a comeback in nineteen. <laughs> 90. Um, but like, you know, um, yeah, the people, everyone's miserable cause everyone, but, but I, but again, it was fun. It was a fun time to be in LA. I don't think that exists in LA anymore. I mean, no, now it's like fucking terrifying when I years late years fucking later when I had my own pilot and we were, we were filming my own pilot and I had my own assistant and like, I did, by the way, I never abused that assistant. I mean, I had, I did have this assistant go buy me drugs. That was probably, uh, not, I mean, that was fine. I know he was like, really? I'm like, just go <laughs> fucking do it, please. I'm, I gotta stay on set. But, um, but you weren't like, get me the Coke and, but I want it with a little fentanyl in it. Yeah, and totally. a little, uh, yeah, cut totally. with baking no. powder. Yeah, yeah. Make like, sure it's cut with baking, like sending him into a lab <laughs> where he's got to like test the pH of it or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Li- it's yeah. like, no, just go get it for me. Like, um, no, but, 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 but here's where I was sort of sad because he was telling one day he comes to me and he he was a really good guy and um, a nice guy, kid. And he came to me and he's like, dude, I'm fucking, 
uh, like, uh, and I didn't know what he was making. And he told me what he was making, and it was exactly what I had been making as an assistant uh, almost a decade before. And mm. I couldn't fucking believe it. And I remember, like, and I remember being like, "What the fuck?" And then, and then also, this was sort of like around that period when LA was like becoming like a place people were moving to. You what know? year is this? The that was this was 2016. Mm. I think yeah, 2016. That magical year. That what a magic. That was a good run. Now 2015, 2016 was really a good year. That was a good run. But um, but. Um, yeah, but uh, they. Uh, but I remember. I remember that, and I was like, "Wow, wages didn't go up, and the cost of living here went." I mean, because when you and Brandon and I were here, we, I feel like we all moved here around the same time. Or we moved the, here in 2011. So yeah, all right. Now, never mind. I'm imagining. <laughs> I'm imagining things because uh, I, I moved here in 2003. Ooh. Um, well, because I did. I mean, I I grew up in New York City, and I was never. I was not. I couldn't do. What you or Brandon did in New York Like I couldn't Because I, cause I You know I graduated in college In 02 And I went back to New York And I lived at home like, Yeah see that's the thing You like you had You had you had home base Yeah like I, lived with my, I lived with my mom And my mom Really at like That summer at, Like I I'd done like a Touring show Like I, I I had acted in a Children's play We did Ramona Quimby Like traveled <laughs> around America Performing <laughs> At like you know for like elementary schools, oh holy shit! And and I and I was a fucking <laughs> animale. Like if I I always said to myself if I if I um, let's get the E True Hollywood story on that <laughs> tour, <laughs> dude. Uh, dude, it was it, well. See, I would go back to New York, stay out all night, and then get back onto the bus and be driven to the next location. And I didn't drive. I was like I was like, there's no fuck. I mean, because. Like the theater company would bribe every cast member <laughs> with like extra jobs, and you'd get like extra. And like the drivers, I think, got like twenty bucks extra a day if they drove. I'm like, I'm fuck that. I'm not driving this. I'm gonna sleep in the back. Cause I'm gonna be so fucking hungover. A traveling tour of like, where? How old were all the actors in their twenties? We were all in our early twenties. We were, we were all like twenty one, twenty two, and then you know we went to some fucking. Pl- I mean, I mean, Elkhart, Indiana. Like once in a blue moon, we'd hit like we we like hit like. Uh, Chicago, you know, and that would be, and we had, a, I had a blast in Chicago, but most of the time you were in like just fucking bumblefuck. See, that's the kid. Did you see that movie kid 90 or kid nineties? That uh, Soleil moon fry movie that she made about like oh, yeah, her yeah, growing yeah, up yeah, in Hollywood yeah, with yeah, like, yeah. with Charlie, all, yeah, with Charlie like, Sheen and like, I got wrong, like yeah, Leo yeah, and yeah, Kevin yeah. Conley, like, Fuck that! I want that. I want that. That that fucking documentary. The traveling. No, I, act, I tried to write. I tried to write a TV show about it, and everyone's <laughs> like, "No one gives a fuck about this." I'm like, "Dude, there's some." I was like, "Really? They do?" I'm like, "There's some great." It's all about stories. execution. I know. I was like, "Let's talk about the time I was doing a show in Iowa and went to a fucking party in a fucking barn with people." We like that was a fun time because you'd go to these bars. And you'd meet people, and you just would go get invited back to these random house parties. I'm sure. And like it was like, and there was like six of us, and like there, and like the, what was funny was is like it was sort of like college. It was like once again, it began with me as the most savage. Everybody else was sort of like trying to take this seriously, and I would be <laughs> like, no, no, because I, I, we would go to Olive Garden. And this was like a time, you know, Olive Garden or fucking TGI Fridays, and I would just. And people would be like, what? 
what? I'm like, what are, you, what are we doing? We're doing a fucking children's show in a cafeteria that's going to smell like shit tomorrow morning. Like, I feel like that show could be like, uh, ooh, Vivica Fox. Hey, Viv- she looks good. Yeah. I feel like that show could, well, look at the Fox necklace she has. <laughs> wow, sexy. I feel like that show could be like, uh, like, uh, like almost like a party down or like a Shit's Creek in tone. Totally. <laughs> like that. Well, no, it should be. It was, it was really funny. Like, you know, and again, like, you know, there was like, Cast romances and then there weren't and then but then we were always out but I will say it was such a hard sh- job that by the end of the show by the end of the tour um, like everybody was as fucking savage as I was everyone's like yeah really why were we like for the first two like everyone's like for the first like three weeks everyone was like looking for a gym they'd be like you know go to the front desk of like the red roof inns whatever dump they were putting us up in wherever we were and they'd be like where's the local gym and then i was like too i was like yeah okay i guess i'll go work that's out that's totally guys. a show because like at the party down every episode is a different party that they're catering this is a different fucking town here yeah and listen there's I, the diva the fucking like one yeah like one one actor overdoses and yeah. fucking they have to find another actor like in that's the town funny yeah like that's the thing like you say like if you tell a, like a manager whoever that about the show like that's when you just have to write yeah no i mean look I, I, you know that's something i'll revisit but it was a very funny time but but the but i would come back to new york blow it out even harder because there was no drugs on the road uh because you couldn't <laughs> find them and then i'd get back to new york blow it out and finally like by that summer my mom was like you gotta go to you gotta get out of here you gotta go to california i was like what are you talking about mom we got a great setup let's do another year she's like no she's like I'm like, we got to set up mom. I'm going to write a letter every day. Yeah, You got the Ed Burns yeah, set up until everybody. I'm like, why am I, this was, yeah. Dude, what was the, yeah. What was his show? Bridge and tunnel or whatever it was. Like, I was like, mom, I'm not going to, I'm like, come on mom. Like one more year. Like, let's go. I, and, I, and she, I'm like, and she's like, no, no, you got to go. Cause she's like, you know, your stepdad and I were just so like, literally they would come into my room and they had like already started to take over my bedroom, but they were just, they had had enough of like going to work like normal people. I, like there'd be a naked woman in my room and they have no, and I would have no idea where this person came from. either. <laughs> be just like, mom, get out of here. Mom, get out of here. It doesn't matter. I just graduated from college. Like, come on, leave me alone. Like, you know, and uh, you know, it was very much like Jonathan Silverman too. And like weekend at Bernie's. Oh, which I, mean, I just watched recently. Yeah. Because, but there's a fucking great scene where he, <laughs> where he pretends that he's rich and then he treats his own dad as like the help. Oh yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah. He calls him Monroe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good night Jeeves or whatever. I swear. And I swear to God, I pulled some of that shit too. Cause I would be like, cause I would like literally like, I would just, I would pick up people. I was so fucking twenties, you know? So I would be picking up and it was okay to, do that and this is pre, pre pre swipe right swipe left so everything was like you know yeah you know, dorian's was your tinder yeah you just had to well you went out or whatever and anyway but i just remember being like and everyone would always and i do recall once hilariously telling somebody because she was like how the hell do you fucking live on the upper east like how do you have an apartment in the upper east side i was like listen i'm a, i'm an actor yeah <laughs> i you know i'm leaving tomorrow for a very important <laughs> job you know meanwhile i'm like yeah i gotta i gotta drag my fucking hungover ass to 125 street to drive to you know bumblefuck new jersey but i'm like just totally bullshitted this person and we got back to the house and i swear the next morning i think my stepdad came in looking for a shirt and the girl was like who the fuck is that i was like oh and i was like oh uh just a friend of mine (laughs) yeah yeah, can you put my suit out for tomorrow (laughs) that is weekend of bernie's uh by the way how comforting would you feel if you had an addiction 
and this was the fucking guy, the operator you were talking to. Hold on. This is a is an ad for this drug hotline. This is the guy that you're talking to. This guy that looks like he's trying to get your Bank of America fraud. Uh, uh, and look at this finance bro that's talking to him. Like, what, a, what is he? Look at this menace. Look at, I bet this dude is such a, And you're talking to this, this guy, telemarketer. Listen, calm down. It's okay. He's just Googling what addiction even is. <laughs> Look at the you can you know this dude fucking blew it out <laughs> the night before. This, totally this would, completely confidential free call. It takes just five minutes, regardless of your financial situation. So they're definitely trying to sell you something. So that guy, the guy that with the microphone in his mouth is reading a script, and they're basically telling him like, "Listen, it's okay." Now the reset addiction treatment outline. Oof. Oh boy, that, there's no way you call them at like four in the morning, like at the end of the road, and they're just like. Oh man, I don't know. Like, this is way outside of my <laughs> fucking. Hello, no man, Jesus man, that like yeah, no, not, that, 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 that you know what? But that that'll be the next thing. We'll, we'll come up with a show about a trap. That's funny though, because you're oh, like party totally down. Fun. Yeah, you just go. You just start in a new town. You never even really see the show either. Like you wouldn't want to see the show because we would like set up the stage, do the show. Break down the stage and drive away. And you need drugs. It's like I got to get drugs. I can't act without them. So you got to literally. Let's say you're in Kentucky. You got to go to some like Dixie Mafia fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> it's by, like, the way, like, by the way. By the way. By the way. By the way. I did this. And by the way, like um, went to some really fucking great. I mean, like again, like. Uh, we went. I went to some. There were some great bars, and the, there are some great oh, bars yeah. in the middle of nowhere. For, oh, for sure, and, like the, some of the best. Yeah, and people are just behave like really savage. I remember a bartender, literally. He looked like, you know, one of the bad guys from that horror movie, Wrong Turn, you know, like about the inbred Appalachian family. Who I don't think I've humans. seen it. I've heard of it. I haven't That's seen it. That's a good it. one. Um, anyway, he lo- and he literally at one point he said about our stage manager, he goes, no one talk to her. She's coming home with me. Ooh. And it was like, whoa. And, uh, and she like, and I was like, all right, we're going to have to get out the back way here. Um, now that, yeah, there, there's something there. Definitely, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it, some episodes could be a horror movie. I mean, just like literally, like they were literally like, "Listen, we can make uh, the valley look like an alien planet." It, what's wrong with that guy? <laughs> well, I mean, he's just he just crash landed from space. This guy that's... looks like Jeff. Oh, that's right. This guy looks like Jeff Daniels. They were really big in the eighties. What, like in those these RV adults these still wearing like varsity jackets, but he's got no, <laughs> but like, that's a great look at the varsity jacket with no logos on it. Like no name, no like St. John's football yeah, on the right. back. It's you guys, just, yeah. You, you could basically like make up whatever you did in high school. And, and this listen. is definitely Topanga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this guy, I guess he can't breathe cause he's on planet earth. So he, uh, so what is he? I don't think he's the alienator, though. I, I forget. I've done a pod to this movie before. This is a this is a comet staple. <laughs> this is keeping the lights I, on. Listen, again, I cannot believe I have not seen this on. on I mean, I, 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 to be fair, I really only got the comet because I wanted to. I really want to watch the Martin Short, Sam Neill. Um, um, uh, Merlin, the Merlin. Well, your show. daughters might like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They might, yeah. They um, definitely love that. Show. They're into weird stuff. I mean, Martin Short. I can't get. Oh my god! Ooh. I just ran over the alien, and this, this guy's guy is drinking a beer while driving. I mean, people just didn't get. I mean, like, there's too many rules in American society. I've decided. <laughs> uh, drinking a Budweiser. Uh, if only he knew what Budweiser's going through. Oh, now. <laughs> seriously, Dude, if only he knew what was what was down the pike for for Budweiser. Like how fucking sensitive. I mean, like, well, I don't give a shit. But I mean, like, I just get a kick out of how like 
angry. Like <laughs> people are just again. People are, about, like, people are just so fucking angry. I mean, like literally, like people are insane. Like this fight that Ron DeSantis is having with Disney about it. I mean, it's like fucking hilarious. No, how triggered. I mean, both sides, the left and the right, are also easily triggered. But like the video, like the, they're like. Like the videos of just like pouring your Bud Light out, or like Kid Rock shot up like twelve cases of Bud Lights. Like miss me on Kid Rock. I mean, literally, <laughs> like, like well, this just guy don't real, drink it. I mean, it gives a fuck. This guy just can't. I mean, fuck Kid Rock. He was a terrible. I fucking hated him when he was like a, a, a rock. I mean, I guess he was having hit songs, which by the way, he basically just ripped. Off. I mean, the only song I know. He fucking ripped off. Oh, Werewolves of London and Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, I mean, Jesus yeah, right, Christ. Right, right. I mean, poor Warren Zevon. I'm so glad that Zevon's having oh, yeah, a comeback. Yeah, Zevon guy. I fucking love yeah, Warren Zevon. He's, the, he's, he's the, best. the fucking best. It's him right above my TV. Yeah, I know. Look, I mean, God, no, th- that's, you know, my younger daughter, one of her favorite songs in my daughter Imogen, we will sing Roll in the Headless Thompson Ooh. Gunner. Like, Starting no. her off young. She with fucking loves stuff. it. That's like our Palm Springs jam. But um, Warren Zevon's one of those guys where you're like, oh yeah, Werewolves of London. But but then it's like, but what else is there? And then you 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 discover it's like it's yeah, like then you realize Werewolves of whoa. London is like one of his. I mean, it's a good song, but it's not top five. No, no, not at all. Like not play all. it all night long is like a fucking masterpiece. Uh, um, it, I mean, porcelain monkey. Oh my god! <laughs> For my next trick, I'll need lawyers, a even lawyers, guns, and money. Like it's literally like. And Desperados Under the Eaves. I mean, the the L.A. movie. I mean, I, I changed the title because it, it was. But I mean, the, I quote Desperados Under the Eaves on the first page. It's just like that's a great Hollywood song. It really is. It's about well, that is because he took because he talks about Gower Avenue. Yeah, and that's why I was like, if I'm going to live in Hollywood, right off Gower. Yeah, I don't well, have a picture of Warren Zevon in Gower's, my family room. But Gower is like Gower is just like the like the best street. I mean, like this neighborhood. I mean, like. I always love driving over here because it's like I see the Paramount Pictures water tower and you're just like, oh, this is like great. This is like old school Hollywood. You're yeah, right yeah. above Hancock Park. You can just take, you know, I usually see you strolling around <laughs> doing your morning morning walk while I'm getting my green juice over in uh, Lachman. You know, going back to uh, air travel, like people like, because compl- I only bring it up because I watched that Malaysian Airlines documentary on Netflix. Yeah, that was creepy. And it's just like, man, like, it, like what would you rather have? No internet or your fucking plane to literally go missing and no one knows what the yeah, fuck like, that would happen to I mean, literally, again, like, I, like I can't, I mean... There's, we are just like such brats. Can you imagine like 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 one like it's one thing if like there's mechanical <laughs> failure and like the plane crashes, but like that documentary by the that's Camp Goodboy Wreck of the Week by the way that and that movie Plane with Gerard Butler is oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that that was very great. <laughs> oh, I, I, mean, I love that movie. That jumped movie. that movie went from genre to genre. <laughs> like it was amazing. First, that was like a fucking thriller on a plane. <laughs> then then it just, turns into like Black Hawk Down. Yeah, big time. Black Hawk Down meets like Guns of Navarone meets Wild Geese, dude. It was out of <laughs> I, I I loved every second of it, but that Malaysian Airlines thing, like that was that's insane. Like, and the theory, the thing is, the theories that are behind it are like far fetched, but because they don't know where the plane is, they all make yeah, sense. Yeah, because the plane disappeared. <laughs> like, I mean, what, in a hundred in a hundred in a hundred years, we're probably gonna have a romance like like Malaysian flight. In, you know, it'll be the next Titanic. Like Rose and Probably. Rose and Jack, oh, yeah. Rose and Jack in first class. Uh, yes, and seriously. we'll find out, and you know, we'll find out what really happened because eventually, you know. But that's that's fucking terrifying. Well, you know I mean, what's not, weird there's is nothing that- worse than. Pl- I mean, to me, I'm like literally like, how do I like like. like 
I can't imagine a worse fate than fucking death. I mean, like, I'm always like, oh, on, on an airplane, on uh, an airplane. I mean, uh, just no like, thanks. just miss me on that one, please. Yeah. I hope it never happens. Because I've been in some rough flights where the turbulence was fucking real white knuckle shit, and you're just like, uh, just don't want to fucking. That's what I don't like about flying. It's weird, like flying over water. You're like, you're so you. I feel so like. Exposed. I yeah, like when you dude, fly, you're like, fucking vulnerable, dude. You're you really are. Even though like the same fate is going to happen, whether it's land or water. But like when you're over water, you know what it is. Is because when you're over land, like so let's say you're in the Midwest and something goes wrong, it's like all right, we're just going to do emergency land and like St. you've Louis. got like eight or nine. Yeah. Fl- you got eight, you got airports pretty much anywhere you need. But if you have an emergency landing over the over the Atlantic, it's like oh no, like this is a water landing. I got a fucking, we got a, you dude, not only a fucking water landing. Let's be real. Let's say, okay, let's say we survive. Like when you're like, you're going to be out in like the open ocean for some time before somebody comes Uh, and gets you. uh, And I mean, literally I, no offense because they, because, because in the safety videos, they're always like in the unlikely events of a water landing, you know that they've really fucking They've really chinsed on the on the life preservers <laughs> and the floaty devices. So you're going to be on like a fucking seat that sort of floats, but you'll you know. And then you and in my mind always goes to Robert Shaw and Jaws, where he's like, "Yeah, 19, 1,300 men went in the ocean. Seriously, three hundred came out. No, it's true. I mean, granted, I feel like these days it's like they're maybe they're easier to find, but then Malaysian hair happens. They still don't know what the goddamn thing yeah, is. They're like, oh yeah, it could have gone here. Maybe some Russian spies like drilled down and like fucked around with it, which I you know, which which but doesn't really make any sense because what the fuck would, yeah, again, but. Like, yeah, that's just crazy because you know, there's a lot of ocean out there and Tons. you're just there, you know? And I mean, you're just like, uh, okay, I'm out here in the fucking middle of the Pacific Ocean. I, so I, I, I fell asleep watching it and I, which I can't believe cause I was like, it was so like engaging cause I was on one of my favorite news stories, but I fell asleep watching it and I was like, oh shit, I'll watch it tomorrow. But I thought a fun prank that Netflix could have pulled was <laughs> if you fall asleep watching it and then you go to watch it the next morning and you can't find it. It's like, wait, where did this documentary go? Oh, that's a good idea. Like well, they, the- they completely, if you have to stay awake and watch it in one sitting or else it'll disappear and you won't be able to find the documentary <laughs> about the missing flight that no one can find. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, Netflix, you know, Netflix has had some good docs. I, I like that uh, Waco documentary, too. Oh, yeah, that was That great. was a good one. That's, that story is the gift that keeps on giving. Totally. And that dude, like, great casting of Rory Culkin in that show, because then you see what the guy looks like, the, the guy Thibodeau. Oh, yeah. Because Rory oh, Culkin yeah, played yeah, yeah. him in the show. And, and by the way, shout out to Taylor Kitsch. He fucking nailed yeah, he's Koresh's, good, like, Taylor Kitsch is a good actor, man. He I, is a good actor. I mean, but he it, should, it's, it's he, kind of, he only can play characters that take place in Texas. Yeah, clearly. Tim Riggins and David Koresh. <laughs> I don't, like, when he takes it out of Texas, he, like, he just nails that Texas fucking vibe. I had Crushes a, I, it. I had a soft spot. I mean, no one else liked that, but I, I, I liked that wacky. It was actually a non-wacky Oliver Stone movie. I enjoyed that movie, Savages. Yeah, that um, movie's not bad. Um, I mean, I really like the book. Um, I mean, like the like I'm you know I'm a big fucking fan of like the blow trade, particularly around Tijuana, and I just think Benicio del Toro is hysterical. He, in that and movie. so is Travolta. Travolta's good in that because Travolta's not good in much lately, but he he tapped into something in that movie. Yeah, he was very good. I mean, but it was just like this, like the scene where like D- D- Del Toro like throws out all the vegetables from the sandwich and then starts eating it. I was like, <laughs> that's just fucking. I was like, 
And I really was like, I wonder, is that in the script or did he just do that? Cause it was such a fucking great moment. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I see this is the thing. I don't even know like how, like that you could write that, but that feels like something that probably he thought of in like the moment. Maybe. Yeah. Cause I don't think you, again, like you I, wouldn't think to maybe write that. I don't no, know. It's I don't such think a weird you, detail. I mean, you could, but yeah. I mean, again, I don't know. Maybe most of the time, again, you're so focused. If you think, on your, if you think that it was improvised or in the script, uh, yeah. slide into the D. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a poll. Yeah, totally. Later. Yeah, seriously. Let us know. <laughs> let us know. Uh, do you think? Do you think the writer wrote that the bad guy Benicio del Toro <laughs> takes out very and, and really a big show of it takes out uh, the lettuce and the tomato? Ooh. Is this the alien? Is she is the alienator here? Yes. It's not, unclear. <laughs> this guy is, and this guy has been making this face the entire time he's been on Earth. I think the alienator is a woman, but yeah, that's her right there, man. That's a long time to introduce. How, what's the time? Where are we here? We're fucking well, almost at forty-five minutes into this. Movie. Well, and first, you're of introducing all, first of all, the, it was a thirty-two-minute cold open before the opening credits. See, I can understand like how Spielberg slowly re- introduces the shark and Jaws. Like you never see it until. The uh, comes out of the water and scares Brody. Right, but, but it's been killing people, and you right, see a dorsal you know, right, fin. and you know it's there. They we haven't seen a fucking lick of this. Woman. I haven't seen Alienator. <laughs> uh, this is you know again like they were clearly like what are two movies we can just mash together right now Terminator and Aliens and we're just gonna PJ Souls is our biggest star and she's fucking not in this movie anymore. It's like they replaced her with that woman. Oh, no, 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 there, she is. That. there she, she is. is. But how can anybody take, and this guy is like, literally all he's doing is like giving, I mean, <laughs> that shirt. This, is he definitely got that shirt from the guy from night visitor. Like that's his, that's his low cut. Almost the set is like, it's like a, it's like a, uh, this is fucking, this is so funny. Uh, it this looks set. like an office building on Wilshire Boulevard. <laughs> yeah. It kind of literally like, it looks like a, uh, Oh, uh, not at the, I mean, I mean, this is before, uh, Inappropriate touching at the workplace. <laughs> this is a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, this is sp- yeah, totally. I mean, she's asking for it with that shirt. Yeah, she's I know. Oh, and this guy's coming in. He's like, "Hey, listen, listen. I'm, there's no cock blocking on this spaceship. No, there's here. no HR on this yeah, spaceship. No, look at look at like the, look at the diplomas in the on the wall in the back. <laughs> the set designer was. This is definitely a dentist's office. They're like, leave it up, leave it up, because maybe Where, look at oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> look at all the. My God, you went to Princeton. Wait, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Oh, campers, I wish you could see this. That's so good. It's so, it's like a dentist or like a dermatologist. Like, uh, where did he go to school? Yeah, clearly, this is the smartest commander in the world. The writer was probably high on fucking so much coke that he got at the (laughs) Buffalo Club from a waiter that he knew. And it's like, that's a fucking great idea. That's so fucking good. Because without the diplomas, we're just looking at a gray wall. It's (laughs) just a gray wall. Like, let's give some color to the commander character. Played by Airwolf. And that guy, that guy's wearing like a dicky on the outside. <laughs> he's just not bothering. Let's see, where, where is he? He's going to come in. It's, it says that he's like, he's like, the guy's dressed like a sheriff, but he's in space. Come on, there he oh, is. Oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> and what a nod. And that, and that fake gun on his belt is just <laughs> flapping around. And now we're back on planet Earth where, I guess in this movie, we're, we're still using... Uh, Lanterns. Lantern. Well, the, the alienator put the power out. This this cabin up in Franklin Canyon. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> definitely, this is definitely like Franklin Canyon. Oh my god! Uh, well, campers, shit. Let's get in some shoutouts. I think we got about two minutes left. All right, uh, all right. Let's, see, let's get into some shoutouts here. Whoa, 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 whoa! Woo. What is this? It's my theme song. Why did this come up? God, should this be the new Shabbos Meatloaf song? <laughs> yeah. This is a great song. Yeah, it is. 
I mean, what the pipes on this guy? I know, it's so great. Forget about it. All right, guys, there we go. Shouting it out. Uh, all righty, good to be back at camp. Good so to great be to be back, back at camp at today. Camp. Let's see what we got here. Let's go to the. I don't have them written down. Let's go to the last post here. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, hey, shout out the Jort Report. Shout out. Shout out. Big shout out. Uh, hey, shout out. Uh, uh, hey, shout out to Leaky X. Hey, shout, shout out, out Leaky X. Shout out. Uh, hey, shout out Eric Wilson Music. Hey, shout out. Shout out. Hey, shout out. Rebecca Carey Crochet. Shout out. Hey, shout out Kelly Warren. Hey, shout out Kelly Warren. Nice big shout out. Big shout out Kelly. Let's see. One more. One more. One more. Let's see. Hey, shout out uh, N.L. Fox. All right, shout anyway, out. Hey, shout, shout out, shout out Abrahamster. Hey, shout out Abrahamster. Hey, shout out Jamie V. Mayer. Hey, shout, shout out. out, guys. Thanks for supporting the page. Thanks Thank for listening. You. Thank if you, you are out. listening, what's that? I've just been watching so many old wrestling clips. <laughs> <laughs> I follow this page, Wrestling 80s, 90s. Like that, uh, yeah, there's just something very nostalgic about that stuff by watching it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm following a lot of that stuff. Like uh, all the right movie, <laughs> all the right movies on Twitter, and then this hilarious guy named Michael Warburton on uh, Twitter. Yeah, wait, is that related just, to Patrick Warburton? No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's a weird guy, but like literally just clips of movies, like, and clips, like, Good clips too, and like he'll like you know you're just like I'm just like oh I'll watch like three minutes of Godfather two I'll watch three minutes of Apocalypse now it's not just Francis Ford Coppola but those are two companies there's Doctor Strange then they like I, throw in like old TV interviews and old fucking shows and that's fucking those, great see, that's that's the great that's the oh whoa now somebody's on fire someone on fire will always be funny <laughs> wow and he, there's the oh there's the alienator but she looks like I don't know this was like a precursor to I Come in Peace you remember that Dolph Lundgren movie I don't think I do. Uh, it's literally like aliens, and the one only thing the alien says in that movie is "I come in peace." And then he kills you, but he but but he kills. He's got guy. his fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, basically. But but he kills. No, what he does is he pumps people so full of uh, I don't know if it's heroin or cocaine. Uh huh. And then they overdose. I think it's heroin. And it's then they cocaine laced with fentanyl. Probably. And then he like jams. And then he's like taking stuff out of their brain, though. It's like an endorphin. And like aliens in his home planet are addicted to like an endorphin that humans produce when they're ODing. Huh. It's pretty wild. When you write a movie with an alien, like when someone gives notes on that, it's like, bro, how do you fucking know? I'm just <laughs> making this shit up. Like, how, like that. Those are almost like note proof movies. Yeah. No. Totally. It's like, listen, guys. I'm, I, listen, the aliens are drug dealers. <laughs> From another planet, and they're gonna have super fucking cool weapons, and uh, and and like they're like Dolph Lundgren's in it, and they're like, okay, we're in. That's what do you, all need? you need? Wait, what year is that? That's I mean, in what, the early nine. That's an oh, early nineties okay. movie. There's a weird. Listen, I mean, the nineties movies, like what we didn't get into, like grungy nineties movies, like the reality bites era of nineties movies until like ninety four ish. I want to say so because there's that 89, 89 to like ninety two. You know, Schwarzenegger made in 89 to 92, Schwarzenegger does fucking Total Recall, yeah. Terminator Running 2. Man. Running Man. Yeah. I mean, like, all that's late 80s, early 90s yep. shit. And then the Alienator's 90, but I I would think this is from, like, 85. It has a very 84 value. Well, again, I think they literally just were, were like, guys, we have $45,000. <laughs> uh, we can use my dermatologist's office on Wilshire. Um, <laughs> At my buddy's cabin in Topanga. Yeah, totally. We we're done. It. We're done. And, 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 and I, know, I know where they're hiding, like, the rejected cotton. <laughs> 
costumes from Star Wars, um, and and for the '80s people, the Night Visitor. We'll just use those costumes. We can reuse those. And and the dermatologist said we can leave his uh, his diplomas up on the wall. <laughs> Seriously, very um, little set dressing. Uh, let's see. That's I. I feel like this guy is in this movie. This eight. This gutters guy. That's. <laughs> The selling leafguard.com. He looks like he was probably into one of these movies. Honestly, if I ran Comet, that's what I would do. I'd be like, let's just go fucking find as many commercials as possible with the actors that are in the show. Like, like you know, maybe you could do, I'm sure PJ Souls was doing commercials. Like, why don't we just start advertising things that were advertising the year Alienator? Well, this guy out. looks like he could have been an actor in the, in the 80s. He definitely sure. looks like the guy whose mouth has been open the entire time he's been on planet Earth. With <laughs> yeah, the really bad does. makeup. He, he looks exactly does. like that guy. This leafguard, leafguard.com. Uh, okay, so. So plane Camp Goodboy Wreck of the Week, the Malaysian Airlines Camp Goodboy Wreck of the Week. God, I saw Singing in the Rain at the New Beverly on Sunday. Have you ever seen that movie? A uh, yeah, long time ago. It's like one of the most charming movies like, I've ever seen. It's great. But while I was watching it and like that movie Babylon ruined it for me. Like all I could think about was how much more I hated Babylon. Did you watch all of, did you get all the way to the end? Of Babylon? I, I, wa- I watched it in, in stages cause I, I, I hated it so much, but the oh, ending you, is you, a fucking you, you abomination. Watched, like the Irishman. Over, like, like, over, I wish like, I had seen days. the Irishman. Well, by the way, like now see the Irishman, I just had to keep going. Cause it was like a square Babylon. I did not. At once Brad Pitt falls, I had not watched anything beyond the scene of when Brad Pitt falls over the balcony after the party scene. No, I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to stop watching and the end is just like the dumbest fucking thing you've ever seen. But like, I, I, like he, he, Damien Chazelle, like just completely ripped off singing in the rain. It's literally the same story. And singing in the rain is like an hour 40. He just took that premise, made the same movie, but then like, Filled it with all this bullshit, like uh, yeah, people pooping miss, on each yeah, other yeah, and miss peeing me, on yeah, each miss other. Me on the, again, I was completely checked out when the uh, when the elephant projectile diarrhea <laughs> on the guy on the road. I was like, really? Is this is this really what we're watching? <laughs> Seriously? Like, I mean. I liked Whip. I mean, again, like I love Whip. I love and I love, La- I love La La Land. And La La Land. I loved, and I was just like, so, and I and I love that he loves old Hollywood because I do too. But I was literally like, really. Uh, is this really what's yeah. going to happen? I mean, because like w- again, it's w- almost like he lost a bet. He's I like, think he did. He's like, I want to remake like because the premise is, is interesting. It's like, yeah, what was that like when you were a silent film actor and you were hot shit, and then all of a sudden these talkies started? Like, that's an interesting premise. But then he he didn't he like he ran away from that premise and just made this like well, fucking this is why orgy I'm, movie. Yeah, look, this is why again, like here, like two movies that I'm really like excited and intrigued to see. Before we, you know, have to shut down camp for the day. Because by the way, <laughs> campers, I'm in a mood where I could literally pod all day long. I have nothing I want to do today except talking to the mic. But um, with Phil. But um, so I was like, but I was like, there's two movies I really want to see. One is Bo is Afraid, which is supposed to be like mm, three hours. Yeah. I, and I loved Midsummer. I thought that yeah, was great. I, I like Ari Aster. I like his movies. But I now I've heard two things. I've heard I've got two. Then they're both. I respect both of their opinions. One guy saw it fucking loved it other guy was like this is why you don't give these fucking guys yeah, all this money because they all go the power fu- and, and they control. go fucking crazy and no one's telling them to stop so i'm gonna go i'm going into that one very in- interested and excited to see that i'm also just reading and i'm excited to see this is that martin scorsese has locked three hours and 28 three hours minutes and 20- jesus christ do- it's like why do you need that 28 minutes 
you're already at three hours. Like, just cut that 28 minutes I, off. I know, I know. For well, what, Killers of the Flower, Flower Moon? Moon. I don't know. What are we talking about? I mean, listen, again, his last last three-hour-plus movie was really, you know, and I, I like Gangs in New York, and he's pushing three hours in Gangs mm. in New York. I'm a Gangs of New York fan. People are like, fucking hate it. I'm like, I like Gangs in New York. Yeah, I don't mind Gangs in New York. I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis is fucking stabbing his eye. It's fucking great. But uh, anyway, so those are the two movies I'm very interested to see, and both of them are very, very, very long. And uh, Super Mario Brothers, 90 minutes. Ah. Dungeons and Dragons, well, Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> was fucking long. Dungeons and Dragons was two hours and 15 minutes. Plane is just all killer, no filler. It's great. Uh, by the way, <laughs> like, and so... I'm, I'm big in this Gerard Butler, like, total B-movie move in his career. He tried to get serious and do Den of Thieves, which was like, <laughs> which is like a B-level heat. But that movie was like pushing over two hours. I'm like, come on, guys, you could have mm. done this one in 90 minutes, uh-huh, right? Like, I, you know, weird, weird subplots aside, and the and the Just, twist at the end is a like like unbelievably absurd. <laughs> um, but um, no, just just keep Gerard Butler on an airplane. He's he's got he 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 tapped into something on plane. I'm like, man, that's Butler. Yeah, but he he was also he's but, perfect yeah, for Butler it. was but he's also good in what was that movie where he's like Secret Service agent, like uh something dropping, Jupiter ascending, Mercury blowing up. Uh that uh, I, I didn't <laughs> see it. There was a period where when Brandon and I were writing the Hitman's Wife's bodyguard and we were working with the director, because basically like we were the draft we like we had to get the draft right so that Ryan Reynolds would agree to do it. Right. So we we and we got that. Uh, which is why I'm just like, you know what? We did our job. Like, whatever. If they, they tweak some things, like, cool. Like, we got, we you actually got, got them. We got say, the yeah, movie yeah. greenlit. But, like, there was a period where it's like, I guess Ryan Reynolds really just didn't like the previous draft. And so we were worried that, like, he had just checked out and he was going to go do, like, Deadpool 3 and he was just elsewhere. Right. So we were just like, there is a backup plan where it doesn't work. And you basically do, like, what happened in Entourage when they do Aquaman 2 and they do it with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> we were, there was a world where the director is like, I'm buddies with Gerard Butler. <laughs> So if we don't get Ryan, we can just reboot. Because it doesn't matter because, like, the Hitman's Bodyguard was not, like, you know, fucking this big fran. Like, it, right, it, was, right, right. It, it was a successful movie, but it wasn't, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Where right. if you changed the cast and that, people would be like, wait, what? No, people would, well, by the way, the, people the Marvel, sta- Marvel stands would go nuts. Yeah, I mean, the people, so, would take, people who take, there are people who take the Marvel canon very seriously. Oh, my God, for sure. So it wasn't, it wasn't that kind of franchise. So it was the type of franchise where you totally could have recast as Ryan Reynolds <laughs> as Gerard Butler, not changed the name. And we, we were like, please, can this happen? Yeah, that seriously. Would be that would be awesome. fucking great. And then you could like throw in some like lines about how like man would you do something you cut your hair like well also talk about like I don't know how Gerard Butler's improv improv skills are but all of our lines would have been because <laughs> <laughs> like Ryan Reynolds has his shtick he fucking he's when he gets into the into rhythm he's he's doing him he's improvising but like Gerard Butler would have fucking said every goddamn line oh yeah man totally there's not yeah 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 it's like if it's on the page it's coming out of my mouth so that was a version we really <laughs> fucking wanted that version to happen. listen that's why you got to write like characters for older actors because I keep hearing like a lot of these older actors they've got their earpieces in and somebody's just reading them the line so there's no oh, fucking improvs oh wow that's i mean like because they well they forget their lines you know i mean people forget like these are old people you know and i mean yeah like that new indiana jones like how, that that i mean shout out way, harrison ford shout I mean, out, wait, listen shout out to the movie theaters i'm so excited to go see that in the movie theaters i mean by the way like going to the amc grove the fucking new theaters i mean they've got the lie back chairs i mean it is it is heaven i mean the volume on the imax theater is still a little high i've had to talk to them twice because it's really intense the, sh- the chair shakes a little bit but 
dude, you just kick up with your feet back. You get some of those Parmesan, yeah. uh, Parmesan dusted uh, pretzels with yeah, the uh, a nu- box of goobers. Well, yeah, with the <laughs> nuclear cancer causing cheese dip, and I'm fucking in heaven. Meanwhile, I still go to the new Beverly, which is like fucking the chairs are like at the DMV. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable there. Uh, I but, know. I mean, Quentin's got to fucking come on. We got to get a little. I mean, I mean they're, he, they're comfortable, but they're like chairs at a movie theater from like 1988. Like they're 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 soft, but after two hours, you're again, like, I just love your it. Butt I mean, is and, and I'm an AMC Stubbs member now, so I'm, I get I get to go on the Gold Line. And Ooh. and by the way, they really, for real, for every fifty dollars you spend, fifty that it costs that much for two people to go to a fucking movie these True. days. It feels like they give you five dollars back. So now I go and I just load up on candy, soda, popcorn, all that because it's all free. Because it's like, oh, here, use this, and and, and it's, I, it's a good system. It's so great to be back in the movies, and and then it makes me angry, slaying. and it makes me fucking angry about that. again about this COVID stuff. COVID's at the lowest it's been in Los Angeles. It's like something I don't even think about. I don't, I don't get any emails. It's like we've all got it now. So maybe we should have just done that originally. No, I know, and I'm tired. I'm tired seriously, and I'm tired of like the. Like you have a plan with someone and the plan falls apart because someone has COVID. It's like, God, let's just do it. Just come, just come, <laughs> just come play poker. Yeah. I, I mean, totally. But I mean, whatever. Look, listen, I, now I haven't reached that <laughs> level of, I don't want to be around people who have COVID. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be around someone who has the flu either. No, I don't want to get sick, but at the end of the day, I'm not afraid. At, again, it was presented. COVID was scary because the, uh, you know, when it was presented to us, it was like, is it like Ebola? I mean, I guess like if it was like a bowl, I mean, like, I don't want to get Ebola. I mean, I think if people were melting in the streets, then I would have stayed home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're just your skin is melting off. It's like that gas in the rock <laughs> that that they that they're that the Ed Harris is going to shoot into oh, San Francisco. Right, the sarin gas. Right. Which now, when I watch that movie, I kind of wish that San Francisco had gotten bombed. Like yeah. That, now that, that city's a pain fuck in the San Francisco, <laughs> man. I was never a fan of San Francisco either. Like, every, like I went up to San Francisco twice when I first moved to LA, and I was like, I really want to like San Francisco. It's got because it's forty eight hours. The Grateful Dead. I mean, come on. I, I like every movie, Mrs. Doubtfire, Basic Instinct, Dirty Harry. Oh all God, it's right. Yeah, oh, Full no. House, the yeah, whole oh, fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, Jesus, the whole no, you're like Jefferson Airplane, yeah, Santana, know, the last one. I'm not like I'm just inject this city into my veins, <laughs> then and you then go I up get there. there and I'm like, fuck this place, <laughs> fuck everybody who lives here, they, except I mean, for Tad Moore. Yeah, except for Tad Moore. Love you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out, boys. We love you guys. But seriously, I don't know why you guys are there. Get the fuck out of that city. Every time I go there, I mean, that place was woke before woke became like so insane. And everyone wanted you to know that. And I would tell people I'm from L.A. They'd be like, oh, God. You know what? No, now it's San Francisco. Fuck you, San Francisco. Uh, they've, they've switched spots. Well, it's I, Freaky Friday. Thank, well, they should have, because everyone looked around and was like, wait a second, we live in like a hilly place, and it's and everyone here wants to out-liberal you, and like <laughs> right. out-woke you. And out-tech you. And out-tech you, and then be a tech bro. And like, there's no good nightclubs, and there's no good bars, <laughs> and there's no good fucking, I mean, the best thing to do in San Francisco is to take the ferry out of San Francisco to Sausalito. Mm, ooh, Okay. Well, I stayed at the Fairmont when I was there, and that that was a pretty sweet little spot. Yeah, listen. But, I, but then I'm like, shit, I got to go to CBS. It's like, well, I guess I got to put my hiking boots on because I got to go <laughs> down a fucking hill, up a hill. Yeah, you, you need to repel up those streets, man. And then, like, you know, but I mean, I, I say that there's one great hotel. I will recommend it to you. I, I forget what it's. It's in Sausalito. It's a fucking army barracks that turned into a luxury hotel right underneath the Golden Gate Bridge. Beautiful. Listen, the Bay Area is beautiful. I love the Bay Area. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Take that, but fuck the city, man. <laughs> fuck San Francisco. Look at it from a distance. 
You, t- you know, walking yeah. across the Golden Gate Bridge is really overrated. There's better bridges everywhere. Well, also walking walking along that bridge, like fucking. Uh, if you have if you have a fear of heights, that's not a fun fucking. No, no, experience. it's terrible. No, and I do. I'm a terrible. So the Golden Gate Bridge is a whole nightmare fuel for my for me. It's even worse than the Williamsburg Bridge in New York. Mm. You know where I once walked the wrong way on the bike lane, and you're like get screamed Jeez. at by bikers, and you have the subway, and the whole thing shakes. <laughs> and that and Golden Gate Bridge kind of shakes, and I don't trust a lot of these bridges anymore anyway in the United States because the infrastructure is falling apart. Yeah, it really is. Get on it, Buttigieg. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> stop fucking hanging out with Chasen and like fix some. I mean, where, where's all the fucking money? Like that. I'm telling you, sometimes the, like, <laughs> I, even driving across the Golden Gate Bridge, you like. You know, you feel like a breeze and you feel like this. I don't know if this thing's going to hold. Maybe, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have made the guy who's in, in charge of like uh, like transportation in this country the, the Mayor Pete. <laughs> maybe we should have had Mayor Pete just be mayor. By the way, Mayor Pete of like one of those small Indiana towns, I definitely did a child show in, got drunk in, uh, you know, and uh, there wasn't a lot there. South Bend, Indiana. It's just Notre Dame. That's it. Oh, and and weird and like factories was that, oh, right South Bend. Oh, anyway. uh, well, that's it. That's uh, so San Francisco. That, yeah, that's that not on. Up. That's not on the recommendation <laughs> list. Campers, don't go to San Francisco unless you're going to visit Taddy Moore that's or it. Justice. That's it. Other than that, fuck that place. <laughs> Just go in and say hi, and then go, go yeah, right back. Seriously, home. get a selfie with them and then get out. <laughs> Get out. But again, shout out to the Fairmont. Now, the only reason I stayed there was because it's that's where Sean Connery wants to go on the rock. He's oh, like, that's I right. want to oh, stay yeah, at the that... Fairmont Hotel, I want to get a shower and a shave. Listen, you know what I do? <laughs> I, you know what I just realized too though? I got a shout out to the to the Ritz Carlton because I you know what else oh, is a good San Francisco? Wrong, you know there's another great San Francisco movie. But see, I've never found in San Francisco and I looked for it was the game. Oh my god, yeah. I mean that movie. Well, the, the only way you're going to find that is if you're a billionaire like Michael Douglas is. In no, that movie. no, no. Yeah, but I, yeah, I guess so. But I mean, I'm like, where are these nice restaurants? Never seen it. Like I've always ended up like at the dump, like by the Giardarelli fucking chocolate factory. <laughs> There's like one good Chinese restaurant. And by the way, that's the other thing I fucking hate about San Francisco. No one there helps you. Like no one there. Like like literally, you're like, hey, like I heard there was like, you know, you ask somebody who lives in San Francisco on the street, like, hey, I'm looking for this, and they look at you like you're a fucking mutant. They're like, fuck. Fuck you, I'm not going to tell you, because it's a secret. Well, I kept trying to make the joke. I was like, man, you guys don't even have to join a gym. You just go run an errands and you got to walk <laughs> up and down the hill. It's like free exercise. No one was laughing. I'm like, come on, that's gold. Yeah, no comedy there. No comedy. <laughs> like, I tried to make some I, you try to make some political jokes there. They'll be like, that's so offensive. I'm like, come on, what are you, we're just joking here. Hey, do you know a good Chinese restaurant? Fuck you. It's a San Francisco. It's a secret. You'll, ru- you'll ruin it because you're from L.A. You'll put it on one of the apps that was created here in San Francisco. No, yeah, it, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's tough. But speaking of the game, like the the flashbacks that Michael Douglas is having of like his father in the game, kind of reminds me of the opening credits of Succession. A hundred percent. And then you get a great like you know performance by Sean Penn, who's like oh, barely phenomenal. in it. Oh, I saw Carlito's way at the New Beverly. T- I'll talk about another great. Oh uh, God, he's the best. He's so good. In he's that movie. so great. I mean, honestly, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know why he he doesn't work enough. Yeah, and when he does, it's just these like he, no, no, he's just out to fuck. And fill sandbags and fucking you know, and save the world and run around with a shotgun (laughs) and like open up the big COVID testing site at Dodger Stadium. No, he wants to like save. Yeah, he wants to save the world. President Penn, Um, Chuck, uh, it's the guy from the Love Connection. Yeah, yeah. Look, here he is. I mean, dude, (laughs) he's shilling. Chuck Woolery. Oh my God, Chuck Lowry. (laughs) I don't even know. 
He's up there with fucking Tom Selleck. These guys, I mean, you know, <laughs> these guys, how much are they getting paid? Yeah, those Tom Selleck ads. They're those, shilling to these they poor were, old those were people. Sad, those were sad commercials when he was just like reverse mortgages. And he's got like the flannel shirt with oh. the fucking like, uh, with like a tan Carhartt vest. He's like I, I, sitting on a dock in a pond. It's like, come on, Magnum. <laughs> I know. It makes me really upset because I'm like, Magnum, you know what you're doing is so evil. Like you're shilling for something where people are going to believe you. <laughs> and he talked, I'm like, that's not your voice like he talks like I, I, I don't know he talks like he needs a reverse but mortgage. he's not yeah, I know and that's why it's a fucking fraud and you because he by the way Tom Selleck has been on blue bloods for like 45 yeah, years he's, since got, he's, he's got some money the guy does not need a reverse mortgage folks like he's and you know people are like oh you know what like I loved him when he was magnum he made me feel safe and he and he and he honored his Magnum PI contract and didn't do Indiana Jones. He's a good guy, I believe. I'm like, no, he's. But it goes, goes to show the acting chops that he has because he literally looks like just some old like guy from Illinois that like, just lives on a pond. Again, they probably paid him five million to do that. They should have given two million to whoever the costumer and the makeup artists were because they're like, we're gonna we're gonna turn Tom Selleck, Mag- multi millionaire from Magnum PI, into a guy who needs a reverse mortgage. Yeah, no, they they crushed it. Yeah. And then he's like, he even does. He goes, listen, I when things were tight and I needed cash, <laughs> who did, I just did a reverse mortgage. And guess what? Like it's totally, totally free, and 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 there's no strings, and you're not going to end up homeless. You're going to end up all of those things. No, the person on the other end is the same telemarketer and that addiction <laughs> ad. That's who it is. It's the same business. They're like, listen, listen, we'll get. By the time they're you got them sober and realizing that fentanyl is no good, hit them with the reverse mortgage deal. <laughs> And then they'll they'll and you know and then and then they'll get the reverse mortgage and they'll go back to using drugs and you just keep coming back for more until they have nothing left. No, it's, it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> All right, I think we're gonna end on that. Yeah, That's I, a good uh, ooh, hour forty five. Well, we went hard. Ooh, we went hard. Fuck. This was the Irishman of fucking <laughs> the Irishman here. of podcast. So I think the 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 costume design for the alienator is probably pretty easy because this woman just looks like they found her at the Troubadour at a poison show. <laughs> it's like let's just go to the Troubadour, go to the whiskey and just flick, find some groupie that's there to see like uh, fucking Warren. Yeah, 100%. Or yeah, 100%. <laughs> that's what she looks like. Listen, Camper, white hair. stick to plain. Do not, I mean, the alienator, I don't know. Well, actually, oh, ooh, ooh, there's something ooh, wrong with her geez, foot. That's, oh. that's in fact. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yikes. <laughs> yes, uh, plain uh, Malaysian air, and uh, if you haven't seen Singing in the Rain, my God, see that. Don't see Babylon, because if you see Babylon, then you watch it. It's going to ruin it for you. See Singing in the Rain. Uh, Camp Good by Rec, new movie that just came <laughs> Great movie. It's so I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, all right, guys. All right, folks. That's it. We'll see you next week. Stay safe out there. Later. We'll see you next week.